Uh, the Lord be with you this day. Um, I'm back in Ithaca, you can't maybe tell by the surroundings, um, after having been in New Mexico for almost three weeks. I stayed with my father for two weeks after my mother passed, just to share meals and to create rhythms, to fill in space and, you know, grieve together. I mean, there were these bright moments, obviously, and then there were some just really um, dark and difficult times. The hardest moment um, you could imagine for me was getting on the plane to leave and to come back to my home full of people and full of um, normalcy and to leave my father there. And um, and it was um, heavy. Yeah, I know the vestry has been so kind to give me lots of space and you all have been kind um, to give me lots of space to heal, to um, to grieve, to walk through this with my family. And so it wasn't until yesterday afternoon that I even in my mind could imagine preaching a sermon Sermons are, um, they're lonely, they're creative, they're really emotionally demanding efforts. Uh, you may reply, well, sometimes listening to them is really an emotionally demanding effort. Fair enough. But this will be short. I, I've, I've come to these texts. I enjoy trying to engage, even if on video, and walk together in our faith. So this will just be my reflections. Um, since yesterday in these texts, I just began to mull over them. And if you know the readings, um, I expanded them a little in the, in the lectionary that we got. They're very short, and they focus us in really on two scenes, one in Jonah and one in Mark's gospel. Jonah is Jonah chapter 3. God has sent ahead of him Jonah to, to warn of the Lord's coming judgment on the city of Nineveh. Mark's gospel is the first words that Jesus speaks publicly in his ministry, and they are these repent and believe the gospel. The kingdom of God is at hand. And so this parallel between the two scenes is that God is visiting his people. He's coming to them. And the common, the natural, the proper response for us as Christ comes is repentance, right? Not simply just joy, but when we see and when we recognize who it is who comes, the first move that we should make is to kneel, to bow, to turn, to repent, to acknowledge our failings and our faults before him. It is as I've kind of watched the culture over this last year, what a tense year with COVID in this highly um, politically divisive age. Maybe it's just my perspective today, but I've seen so little of the spirit of repentance among us, among our nation and people. I have um, now, I think, celebrated almost 10 marriages just in our church in the last six or seven years. Many of you who I imagine hopefully will listen to this, I've, um, I've celebrated these marriages. And in every one of them, now I just make a vow, I make a point to cite some words from a book by Robert Farrah Capon. He was an Episcopal priest and a chef and an author of some 20 books. And the first book he wrote was called Bed and Board, Advice for Marriage. And in this uh, passage that I cite in every wedding sermon that I preach, a capon says this, the parties to marriage are, every last one of them, sinners. And as sinners, they are in a fair way both to wreck themselves and anyone who gets within arm's reach of them. Capon goes on to then say, if these parties to marriage are to survive the festivities, they will need both forgiveness and forgivingness. You know what I mean? The, 
the images of a wedding. There's this romantic love. And any of us who have been married for very long know that that only sustains a marriage so long. But there's this deep spirit of humility, of forgiveness and forgivingness that will nurture that marriage. And forgiveness means repentance. It means acknowledging my wrongs. And if that's true for marriage, how is it not also true for a church and a community and for a nation? We're going to need both forgiveness and forgivingness, which means confession and repentance. It means humility and meekness if we are to survive the festivities, as Capon has put it. Let me just briefly give us two images, two reasons why we ought to be grateful for this um, sacrament, for this behavior, this activity of repentance. The first is simply that the spirit of gentleness that it brings about in us. Paul, we read in 1 Corinthians 8 today, he's talking to this church of Corinth that is constantly known for its disputes and its factions. And he says these kind of clever words. He says, if anyone thinks he knows something, he does not yet know as he ought to know. But if anyone knows God, he is loved by God. He's, he's getting right in the middle of the elites in this society who think they know so much. They're mocking the people who believe in idols, who think that foods sacrificed to idols are therefore unclean. And Paul just jumps in the middle of that and says, your knowledge is worthless. It puffs you up, he later says, right? It's, it's not knowledge in accordance with truth and with love. And so Paul brings this community back. There's no meekness among them. There's no repentance and gentleness. So much like our society in the worst moments of this year, under pressure, under anxiety, under division, the last natural turn for us is to meekness and gentleness, to meet my neighbor with calmness, with a listening ear. What would it be if we were people of God, known for our meekness and repentance, always acknowledging our faults, always aware of our sinfulness? Uh, the second really beautiful thing, though, about repentance is that in the Christian tradition, it's not some bland or somber or meek thing that we should be afraid of. It is the path to newness of humanity in life. These two dominant metaphors in the New Testament for repentance are taking up a cross and dying, or, you know, as in John's gospel, being born again. To enter into confession and repent of our sins is to come away a new human, a new being. God delights in that. John gives us these words. He tells this parable of the lost sheep. And then he says, For do you not know that the angels in heaven rejoice more for one sinner who repents? the 99 righteous who do not need to repent. I don't know you've ever thought of that before. When we repent, when I get on my knees and say, God, forgive me for impatience or pride or anger or resentment or hostility to my brother or sister, there's rejoicing in the courts of heaven because the power of the Spirit can make us new. He can put away those old things. What a joy. As I age, I'm still middle life, but on the older end of our young church. And I look back every year, there's more to look back on and be ashamed of and to be hurt by. And the joy to enter in and say, God can take that away and make me new. He can free me up through repentance to become a new creature, to be born again. 
as we go into this week, as we sit on this Lord's Day and you listen to this, I encourage us all to pause in the worship service, in the day, around prayer, and to ask ourselves three questions. What is it that God would have me to confess today? What sin or habit or attitude would he have me to bring before him and say, Lord, forgive me that I do not love my neighbor. Forgive me that I have not been gentle with my children. Second, who do I need to forgive? You know, repentance, as it's so beautifully put in the Lord's Prayer, we forgive our sins as we are forgiven. There's this match, as God forgives us, so we're too made people who forgive others. Who do you need to forgive? Who do you need not to hold in your resenting mind any longer their faults? And then third, where do you want Christ to make you new today? What virtue, what habit of life, of love, of generosity, of meekness, of winsomeness do you want God to make new in you this day? And pray he will do that. Repentance means more than feeling bad. It means turning again in a new way. And I pray this day with us as we think through these questions, what I confess, what I forgive, and what I want to be made new. God, by your spirit, Make us those creatures of repentance who will be fitting subjects of your kingdom when you come again in glory. Amen. God bless you this day.